All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. We start off today's show with another installment of our series, South by South of Houston, where we're inviting on the filmmakers of some of the movies that were meant to be shown at South by Southwest before the event was canceled. And we host them here on WNYC, which is located in Soho, of course. Thanks to everyone who's been responding so positively to the series. We all know what it's like to work really hard on something and then have things go wonky. Today, we have a darkly funny movie that asks the question, who takes a baby to a shiva? The answer, your sugar daddy's wife. Okay, bear with me here. Shiva Baby is a movie about Danielle, a college senior played by Rachel Sanad, who's nearing graduation and whose post-grad plans amount to having interviews lined up and not much more. She tells her parents that she makes money by babysitting when in reality she's a sugar baby with a sugar daddy, a guy who pays for her companionship and sexual favors. He also only asks about her future and he gives her spendy gifts. She's been able to keep her family in the dark about it until she sees her parents, she and her parents go to a shiva, and she sees her benefactor, shall we say, and she learns that her parents know him, and that he has a wife, and a baby, and things get extremely tense. The film is written and directed by Emma Sullivan, who joins me along with actor Rachel Sinat. Emma adapted it from her own short film that screened at South by Southwest and the Toronto International Film Festival in 2018. The feature film version was supposed to have its world premiere at South by Southwest this year, so we are very happy to give it some shine today. Emma, welcome. Thank you so much for having us. And Rachel, thanks for joining us as well. Hi, thank you for having us. So, Emma, as I mentioned, this was originally a short film, and I believe it came from when you were a student at NYU. What was the original idea for the film? Well, I was a student at the time. I was a senior, um, and I was encouraged by my professor to write something for my final project that was in a world that I could speak to, and I felt like I could speak to you know, Jewish family functions pretty well. And I also felt like I could speak to the world of sugar babies and sugar daddies just because it's very prevalent at NYU as it is at most college campuses. Um, and I was feeling anxious about my future and incredibly insecure about my sexuality. And I thought it would be a great clashing of worlds. So that's where the idea for the short came from. And then it expanded into a feature. That's so interesting. So you said at school you knew young women who were being, had sugar daddies? Yeah, definitely. I think Seeking Arrangement, which is the website um, that a lot of people meet their their significant sugar others on, uh, is has made it really popular and really accessible to young people. And yeah, I had a lot of friends who were sugar babies, and I have some friends who still are, though not as many as when we were all in school. Um, and I knew a lot of people who also like had accounts on this website and you know, maybe went on one date, but they didn't like it, or they just found it funny to kind of have conversations with these guys, but never actually met up with anyone. It, it's just a big part of the, the culture there. I'm, I'm sure it still must be, but I, I don't know. So did you always anticipate that this meetup would be at a shiva? 
where these all these um, people would come I, together? <laughs> I thought it would be fun um, in a weird way. I think shivas are already kind of funny just because, uh, you know, despite the fact that someone has just died, people are still always, like, complaining or just eating bagels and, you know, showing off their children or grandchildren and, you know, like, catching up or being nosy and just talking as if it were any other kind of family function. So I always thought there was, like, an inherent contrast within the event itself, um, at least from my experience, from more, like, reform uh, shivas, like, certainly not orthodox. Um, and so I thought it would be a funny place to, to stage this at, Yeah. I want to say that all of that unfolds in front of us during the course of this film, everything you just mentioned. Um, Rachel, you were in the original film, right? Yeah, I was in the um, short film version, and that's how Emma and I met. So it's not often an actor gets to redo a role in the way. So when you were thinking, it's really interesting. So when you were thinking about it, um, what choices did you reconsider? How did you help your character of Danielle to evolve? I mean, obviously she evolves in the script, but then you had to help her evolve in your work as an actor. Yeah, um, I think I was a little nervous because it's there, there was so much time between the short and the feature. And, like, I remember thinking, like, I was like, oh, my God, do I still... Uh, it, it's just, it, it, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. But I think that... Um, if anything, my connection to the character deepened, and while Emma was writing the script, we talked about Danielle so much that I felt like I was able to live in her more, um, just because I felt like I had grown so much, I don't know, like closer to her throughout the writing process of Emma writing it, just like talking about it back and forth. In what ways? How did she grow? Like Tell us, I, like, Dan, who Danielle is and how she's growing in your interpretation. I think, like, just something Emma and I talked about a lot is, like, the the feeling of sexual validation and, like, how you think it has more power than it actually does. And I feel like I went through some relationships while Emma was writing the feature and we were talking about it. Um, that connected me to that theme. And then um, when we were shooting the feature, I feel like that was all very present in my mind. My guests are Rachel Sinat. Rachel, am I pronouncing your last name right? Um, yeah, Senate. Like Senate. The Senate. <laughs> Rachel Senate and Emma Seligman were talking about Shiva Baby, their film. So, Emma, how did it go from being a short film into a feature? Uh, it took a lot of different tries of, of writing it out. You know, both the short and feature take place in a day. Um, and I had to kind of try different drafts of the script that were more slapstick comedy and then more dark um, and, you know, stripping it back to what it was going on with just Danielle and then kind of building the humor there. But it, it took... It took so many uh, turns in trying to get the tone right and trying to have enough happen in one day that it's still believable, um, but not have it be boring, like, and not have have it be kind of realistic, but but kind of edging that line. Um, so you know, I wrote multiple drafts, and we uh, are very lucky that we have three incredible producers who who are also fellow uh, NYU film uh, grads. Uh, 
Katie Schiller, Kieran Altman, and Lizzie Shapiro. And so we together we just worked on this. You know, I I sent them drafts of the script, and then we worked on trying to finance it. And um, luckily, we had the short film at South by Southwest two years ago, and that really helped um, get people excited about the feature. Rachel, when you think about your character's backstory, Danielle, why is she being a sugar baby? Um, I think it's for a variety of reasons. Like um, what I was saying before, like Emma and I talked about sort of this this powerlessness you feel um, in college where, you know, you, the, the power of sexual validation isn't everything that it's cracked up to be, but when you first feel it, you're like, I have all this control. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe the guys that, she's going to school with, don't want to date her, they only want to hook up with her, and then she has this sugar daddy who she's like, well, he wants to do me so badly, he he pays me money, like, I, I, like, own him type of thing, and then I think throughout the film, realizing that she doesn't have as much power as she thought. I'm sort of curious, Emma, about the way you wrote it and Rachel, the way you played it. You know, at one point early on in the film, the sugar daddy, he gives her a very expensive gift and he's asking about her life. Was the intention to blur the lines at all, Emma, in terms of what that relationship, whether it's purely transactional or there there is some sort of feeling there? Definitely. Um, I think that I think these relationships can often be really complicated and, and one part. Um, one partner can feel like it's much more of a relationship while the other feels like it's transactional and those roles can shift. Um, And, you know, at least when we were in the beginning of the process, Rachel and I talked about, um, you know, originally her thinking that she's like, it's just super transactional um, and that, you know, she, she's very like cold and emotionless and, and it's, it's a business thing for her. And then as the story unfolds, realizing it's a little more murky. Um, so I did kind of want to blur the lines a bit, but I think that's already there um, in the relationships, at least that I feel like I've heard about. And, um, you know, you talked about with my friends who, who participated in this in college. Even though it's a, you know it's a comedy, it's got serious lot points to it, but it's also very much a comedy. Rachel, how did your background in comedy help you with this film and your character? Um, so I'm a stand-up and I perform a lot, and I think that what was fun is Emma would let everybody improv on some takes and try different things, and it was really fun because. Even though, like you said, it's like there's a lot of serious parts to the movie, um, there's definitely room for comedy. Um, and I think there's like a lot of fun moments in there. I'm curious also about the character, the wife. You bring in the wife, Emma, and <laughs> as everyone at the party keeps, that party, the Shiva, keeps saying, she's a, she's a shiksa. She keeps, uh, and you have this great actress, Diana Argan, and people know her from Glee and from Heroes. Uh, was that character always going to be non-Jewish? Yeah, I think that I think that um, her being not Jewish helped. Uh, I didn't want to create like a war between her and Danielle or like a battle, but I think that it helped kind of uh, differentiate them even more. And I think it's fun just because in at least in 
in my community, my 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 mom's going to kill me for saying this, but like <laughs> people still use that word, and it's like like people still say shiksa or like you know, there's this like weird insecurity. I feel like or, or you know, invalid in invalidation, in, inferiority complex with like non-Jewish women, like taking our Jewish men or whatever, um, which I think is super outdated. And so I just thought it would create like a really funny added extra layer. But Diana herself is Jewish. Um, and uh, she wanted, she actually wanted there to be some ambiguity about if this character is Jewish or not. So we tried to add a little bit of like, is she Jewish? Well, her dad is, but that doesn't count. Like, because she feels like she gets kind of accused of not fully being Jewish uh, sometimes. So we, I, I tried to, we tried to kind of mix it up a little bit, but I definitely pictured her always not being Jewish. Yeah. One of the favorite choices that you made for me as a viewer was at some point during the film, everything is swirling around Danielle and the music choices are like a horror film. <laughs> it's like, it's coming from inside the house sort of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In building, that, that. <laughs> in building that tension, you know, it it's all happens in the course of this hour and a half. As a writer, what do you do to build that kind of tension? I think, well, I've referenced a lot of kind of like uh, psychological thriller horror movies because I knew it was going to be a comedy and there were going to be the like stereotypical like middle-aged Jewish women that were going to for me at least add humor um so I, I wanted to try to stretch the genre as much as i could so i just wanted to create like the worst situation for her where you're just like no 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 and i just i watched <laughs> you know like black swan and then there's this incredible movie uh Krisha, um which is trey edward schultz's first movie and that's like this anxiety pressure cooker situation um uh, and i wanted to just kind of just I just referenced a lot of films where there's a lot of anxiety and um and then the music helped incredibly and Ariel Marks our incredible composer was really down to do this like horror score for this comedy um that I'm so grateful that she was she was willing to try this because it kind of seemed like a crazy idea at first um so that helped immensely for sure my guests are my guests are Emma Seligman and actor Rachel Sennett were talking about their film, Shiva Baby. So, Rachel, you were uh, you were working with some really well-known actors, a lot of character actors everyone would know immediately. What did you pick up from working with that cast? Um, everyone in the cast was amazing, so talented, so, like, kind and supportive. Um, I definitely was intimidated going in because I was like, <laughs> everyone has accomplished like everyone is such a, a name and a person um i think i learned like the different approaches everyone has to to i i don't want to say because it's not just a comedy but a dark comedy like i feel like there were some people who would improv some people who like uh stick to the lines but like i i think it just everyone has their own techniques but it was really fun working with everyone and, and seeing what that what their process was. Emma, can you describe the casting process a little bit? Totally. Um, Rachel, you know, has been with this for forever, and, and that wasn't going to change. Um, so having her as our rock um, for a while <laughs> was really was really important and, and felt really reassuring because I I could keep imagining like who it was in my head. Um, and then, you know, we got really lucky that we 
you know, I saw, we saw Booksmart and um, we loved Molly Gordon. And so I thought she'd be really great as Maya, um, who is uh, Rachel or Danielle's ex-girlfriend in the movie. He's, he's kind of her foil, like the very accomplished young Jewish woman going to law school. Um, and, you know, we we just kind of Polly Draper, I love from Obvious Child, which, you know, was a reference uh, for us. Um, Fred Malamud, like, uh, you know, a serious man was a huge reference for this movie. And he's just like, it's such a hero of mine. Um, so we just kind of like, we just reached out to all of them. And, you know, we we're really lucky that they all we're down to do this like indie movie in this hot house in the summer uh, in Brooklyn um, and you know took one for the team and just made it happen um, so it was it was a very uh, easygoing you know casting process surprisingly which you know was is all due to our incredible casting director Kate Geller um, who who you know pulled this group of people together she's so incredible so feel very very lucky that it came together in this way you sort of answered my question, but I would love to know a little bit more about the who, what, where, when of and why of where you film. So you said a hot day in a Brooklyn house. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> a lot of hot days. It, does it sound great? Yeah, a lot of hot days. Uh, we we had, we consolidated all our air conditioners eventually into just one room where the actors would sit because uh, it was just so bad. But um, we shot for three weeks uh, in Flatbush. Um, in in pretty much one house um and um you know we yeah we we was this past august um it was a very quick turnaround time for post Mm -hmm. um we had just completed the film you know in terms of color and sound and everything uh last week before (laughs) before going into south by uh we literally just and i think this happened to so many films going to south by but it like just finished just when the news (laughs) came out um that that it wasn't going to happen but um yeah that's that's sort of the who what when we were casting from from around i want to say april other than rachel until august until we shot um and yeah yeah have you had any reactions that surprised you about the film, given its take on Jewish families and the Shiva and the idea of mixing a whole lot of sex in there? I'm curious if you've had any reactions <laughs> that have either surprised you or ones that you anticipated even. I think the ones that have surprised me the most are the like supportive reactions from like mostly older Jews, like I that I would think maybe wouldn't be into <laughs> the younger uh content and or, or not really understand what Danielle's going through. But um I so I've been surprised that, that it's been able that the sex stuff has been able to kind of uh not get in the way of connecting to older Jews. Um that that makes me happy and surprises me. I so far haven't gotten anyone that's been offended by it or, you know, um confused i think a few people have been confused as to danielle's choices mostly men um but even still (laughs) they're they're intrigued they're not like completely like that doesn't make any sense to me um so i think those that's been my takeaway from the reactions but surprisingly no one being totally offended by it i don't know about rachel if you if you've had any surprises no i think the same also i haven't i didn't go to the like um like the feedback screening, so everything I heard, I would hear back, like from you. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, but I I feel like the same that I've gotten the same. No one's been offended. 
<laughs> so Emma, now that this didn't get to have its big splashy premiere, what's happening with the film? You know, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, I was listening to uh, you interviewing Jeremy Hirsch for The Surrogate, and it feels like everyone's in the same boat. You know, um, we hope uh, that we can have a premiere at another festival, but and we're going to keep applying. But, you know, of course, most festivals, as of right now, don't know what they're doing if, mm-hmm. if they're not already canceled, like Tribeca or Con being postponed. Um so, you know, we're, we're still going to send it out to distributors and, and hope that, you know, it gets to reach the rest of the world um, in some way. Um, but this is obviously the first time this has ever happened. So I think people are kind of figuring out different ways in, in, in which to, to keep going as if it had premiered, but like still hasn't yet. Um, mm-hmm. So we hope, we, we hope there's a future for it. I feel really positive about it. I think it just depends on how how this whole industry proceeds after this um so yeah well we'll put it out into the universe that it will find distribution in some way or form and everybody can get to see shiva baby my guests have been emma seligman and rachel Sennett. thank you so much for joining us thank Thank you you for for having having us. us all of it is supported by majuri makers of handcrafted ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last looking for the perfect mother's day present majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.